Hello and welcome to GKAD. 75% less show, 20% cooler. <laughs> this week this week we'll be reviewing Abe Mao's most recent album, Anata o Suki na Watashi. Did we talk about Tatakaiwa Wananai on the show? I think we did. I think we did review it so we, this, on the old show. Yeah. Because I know we talked about Suit and we fucking love Suit, but I don't think I was actually on the show for either of those reviews. <laughs> So this will be my first time reviewing Abe Mao on the show. <laughs> so uh, you can call me Zero. I am Jay Lee. Let's get started. Jails, why don't we start with you? Okay. Um, so, Sue, Between the Four of Us, is a very well-loved album. It's her third album. Um, her fourth album was not as highly received, and so this album I had pretty low standards. Um, not standards. I had pretty low expectations, and I am both very pleased and kind of... Uh, I, I don't think distraught is the word, but kind of... It's confused a little bit by the <laughs> Um, because... Oh, Jaylee, this is going to be a fun conversation. <laughs> I just want to hug you right now. Because it starts off... And one thing that I have to say, all of Abimao's albums, they always start fantastically. Like The first song is usually great. Like, uh, Su Haritami, Tatakaiwa wa Waranai had How Are You... And now we start with Hope, which is great, which goes into Anata Gasuki Nawatashi, which I fucking love. And and then you kind of start feeling a theme for the album, which is like this kind of stripped down guitar and just Abe. Just, and it's really badass, and that just kind of goes on for song and song. Sorei jo demoi. And then Doki Ita. Yeah, then Mijikai Kotoba Tate Sore. Get really long song titles, um, and then boyfriend kind of continues with the theme, and then the album kind of falls onto the probably worst song on the album, in my opinion, which is Tenchi Waitanta. I hate that song so much. Yeah, it's really boring. So boring, so boring. Oh my god, that's like the only thing I have in my nose for it. Boring, 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 boring. Yeah, I cannot remember anything about it. And then you go to Will You Save Me, which the only reason I remember that song is because it's all in English. And it's adorable! <laughs> it is kind of adorable, but for some reason, I don't know, when Japanese people are talking in English singing about love me until I die or whatever, it just sounds a little weird to me. I don't know. I like it because, I mean, it sounds like a foreign person singing in English and it's just like, oh, yeah. you're so cute! You're getting our language and it's adorable and, it you know, definitely... you want to encourage them to learn more. The charm definitely fills in the holes that the song might have otherwise. Well, and it has this um, sort of, like, electric U.E. sound to it. Mm-hmm. That song was charming. I like it. And then the album gets really weird. <laughs> With <laughs> Kaeshite. Kaeshite was bizarre. It's one of my favorite tracks on the album. It is only because it sticks out so much. And it is well executed. I feel like that's the kind of, like, um, the kind of thing that, like, Sheena Ringo would do if she liked electronic dancey stuff. Cause, mm-hmm. And the lyrics are just totally weird. They don't seem to make any sense. It's like yeah. 30,000 30, yen, 30,000 yen, 30,000 yen. I'm like, really? What, <laughs> what is going on with this song? <laughs> Give it back. Yep, yeah, pretty much. 
Um, so basically what I kept, the thing I keep coming back to when I think about this album as a whole is that half of the album is like this kind of stripped down acoustic-ish Abbey Mao awesome badass fest. And then the second half of the album is like a collection of b-sides that doesn't make much sense when you put them all together. Yeah. And that really starts with Kayeshte. And then, um, uh, then Koai Hanashi. It, it's just, like, the first six songs are so cohesive and so well put together. And they just sound so strongly of a, or they feel so strongly of a particular sound that really deviating from that sound at all later in the album just kind of felt weird to me. Um, even though I liked some of the songs, I liked Saigo no Watashi, and I liked Kaeshite, and I liked even um, Koai Hanashi. Like, on the whole, I think I really like these al- the songs on this album. But not the album. Yeah, like, yeah. as an album. Yeah. It, it feels a little weird to me. Um... Like, the only the one thing about the track order that I did like was um, Dokuita and Mijikai Kodoba being right next to each other because they're both just her voice and solo acoustic guitar mm-hmm. being strummed and they kind of feel like live acoustic versions of songs that already exist. There's kind of a the this is the acoustic section of the live set sort of feeling that those two songs have because they're next to each other yeah. and where they are in the album. So I actually really liked that. I didn't think they were mind-blowing songs. Mijikai Kotoba was much cooler, but Doko Ita, you know. When when acoustic guitar is just strumming like that, it kind mm-hmm. of, like, the melody had better be really fucking good, and it was all right. I mean, it wasn't bad, but I thought Mijikai Kotoba was the superior of the two. Um, I thought that, like, um, I don't know, just having that kind of acoustic, it was almost hypnotic in a way, just how, when it's just, when it's so stripped down that it's just her and a guitar, I just really liked it, even though the songs themselves weren't perfect. That mm-hmm. I really enjoyed. That and hearing part of them the... on here, hearing them on here, does kind of make me want to like see her live with just mm-hmm. the guitar, you know? Because that seems like it would be really interesting. Um, but like I said, it the thing with um, with Tokoita especially is that I feel like it's an acoustic version of another song. Like I don't feel like the acoustic guitar arrangement brings out the melody of that song as well as it deserves. Because I think I think it's just a mismatch. I don't think the melody is bad. I just don't think it goes with that arrangement very well. It sounds like an acoustic version of something else, and I want to know what the something else sounds like. You know, it's kind of frustrating. Mm-hmm. I just kind of like jutting in. Oh no, you can go up from there. Um, but uh, the last half of the album is like. I feel like the first half of the album is sort of a steady between three point seven five and four out of five. And then the rest of the album like goes between five and one, because um, <laughs> like yeah, Tenshi Waitanda is so boring, and Aisteru is it's like it's really really boring. And then there are little bits of the melody and little bits of the arrangement that deviate from what I'm expecting, and it doesn't sound interesting. It sounds messy. Mm-hmm. Um, but then like Koai Hanashi was so great. It was like like a breeze in a huge room full of music boxes. <laughs> yeah, that's actually really... I love how that song sounds. I love the atmosphere created in that one. Um, and Kaishite also, I mean, the, the atmosphere, the sort of soundscape created in that is really cool. 
And then there's, you know, Saigo no Watashi, which is the, it's, it's kind of, you know, pop ballad. It's generic to, to a certain degree, but it's the kind of generic pop ballad that I like, where there's that slow buildup of instrumentation. And, and, oh, it's just so heartbreaking. The words are just so heartbreaking. <laughs> um, and it's, it's, but it's like, you know, seeing the silver lining and seeing some degree of optimism. Mm-hmm. In it, and I—that's just—that is what J music to me is about. If I'm gonna have a manufactured J-pop ballad, I want it to sound like Saigo no Watashi, you know. So I was pleased with that. But like, you know, will you save me? Uh, uneven, adorable, but uneven. Tashi wa tanda, boring, aishiteru, messy. Um, but then, like, the first half of the album is okay, you know. The and and that was kind of how I felt on. Tatakai wa Waranai was it was okay you know it was more pop leaning than Su it was less artistically interesting but you know uh, there there wasn't a Tenshi wa Itanda on that album you mm. know it was an album ta- full of hopes I think mm. Mm. but like my favorite song on this whole album though is Sore Ijo Demo Ika Demo Nai oh my god so oh, badass that's such a great song it is a great song it is a great great song it's the only five on the first half of the album and it's just like fucking amazing and brilliant and this is what I want Abe Mao to do like I know at the risk of sounding like Loki this is what I come to Abe Mao for you know? <laughs> um, her vocal range is ridiculous like something like something like Kaiste should just never happen vocally because she can do Soraijo demo with yeah. her voice. She can go so low, she can go so high, and she sounds so fucking amazing. And the sound is just epic and badass. And like, ah, I, I love that song. I really like Kayashite, and I'm glad to know that she can make a song like that, but I don't think that she needs to because yeah. her talents are more suited for a different type of song. Yes, and I do agree with you that the, the second half of the album sounds like B sides. Because mm. they, they don't fit. Like, this sounds like uh, tracks one through six should have been a mini album, and then seven exactly. through 12 should have been B sides that I could avoid. You know? <laughs> I never want to hear Tenshu Aitanda again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and one thing I did really like, because I, I love Anatoly no Watashi. Like, I fucking love that song. So hearing it at the very end as the, like, acoustic bonus track where it's where she's. Switching it out for Anata Oski na Watashi. I, I really love that. Mm-hmm. That's I love when artists do things like that. Mm-hmm. Where you kind of feel like they just kind of experimented and played around with something, and then they figured, what the hell? We'll let people hear it. You know, I love yeah. that. Yeah. But, every now and then you get something where it just sounds like they were fucking around in the studio, and it turned out awesome, and you get to keep exactly. it. And that's cool. I love that. So like, I think I liked this album probably maybe more than you do, yeah. just because I really like. I don't know. I really love this album. Like, it's pretty close to Sue for me, but it doesn't have that cohesion that really kind of amps everything up to eleven. Yeah, I've only got I've only got four or five songs on here that I think I'll listen to a lot. And I think part of that is that you like Anatagaski and Boyfriend probably more than I do. I um, definitely do. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're just I I don't know. They're just they're guitar pop ballads, and I love yeah. it. Well, and, well, I like a ski isn't as pop ballady, but they're such singles. You know, I this love is very true. I love very the intro true. and outro of Anatagaski. I love that sound. That was just really cool. You know, but I feel like it sort of wrote a check that the song in full couldn't cash. Huh. Um, it it you know the the melody ended up being a bit blah for me and. Being somebody who enjoyed Sue so much, like I want her to do the more artistically interesting stuff as opposed to the radio friendly stuff. 
Mm-hmm. So it's not that the radio friendly stuff that she does is bad. It's just a little bit disappointing. And that was why I didn't like Tatakaiwa Watanai so much was because it was an album full of that, you know? Mm-hmm. But it was a more coherent album than this. This is a collection of songs. This isn't an album, you know? It's two mini albums. Mm-hmm. One that's a collection of B-sides and one yeah. that is like an acoustic jam session. And then there's Tenjiwa Itanda, which doesn't belong anywhere. Tenjiwa Itanda just needs to get a swift kick in the ass out the door. Agreed. I'm glad we can at least agree that that was total filler. This could have easily been an 11-track album. I don't know why it's I completely there. agree with you. And it probably would have, like, I don't know. Ugh, it just would have been better. Yeah, I kind of want to fuck with the track order mm-hmm. in iTunes and see if I can make it a better album. I'll let you know. I'll keep you posted on that. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of GKAD. If you like what you hear, check out our other episodes at jpopjrock.com and subscribe to us on iTunes. Yay! Um, that's that's it for this week. I'm on Twitter and Jaylee's on Twitter. We could talk about that. Can we talk about that? Yeah, yeah of okay. We can. You can follow me on Twitter at GK0ZER0. Daily is on Twitter at GKDaily. GKDaylee. And you can follow the show at JPopJRock underscore. I love that underscore. It gives it character. It's like it has a shelf at the end of its name. Mm-hmm. Or I've it's taken... just kind of like putting a hand out to the listener, being like, hey, buddy. Yeah, like, here's, here, here's a show. Here's a show on my shelf that you can have. That's. Hand That's yours. <laughs> I've taken cold medicine today, can you tell? <laughs> <laughs> Only a little bit. Johnny! Johnny.